Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Good evening, Gavin. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the Idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. And if you're listening to the free first half on Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via Apple or become a Patreon. Just click on to all the W's dot patreon.com forward slash SRB Media. You can follow us on Twitter at Current View or on Facebook, The Current View, or join our group. And thank you so much for your support. It is greatly appreciated. How's things, pal? Steady away, Gabby. Steady away. You're doing those uh, pots and pans. Are you do. You're washing up as you t- you're doing the podcast, DC. Oh, doing Janet and Thomas's uh, tea because we've had ours mining up, but uh, just leave, I'll leave them to. Well, I'll leave Janet to finish it off. And they say us guys can't multitask. You can do everything, TC. Multitask. You're... <laughs> I don't multitask. I'm, I'm a quadruple it. You're as good domestically as what you were on the football field. But what did you source on the football field in terms of magic moments this week for us, TC? Well, again, you've got to look at Phil Foden and Manchester City and their performance, which were absolutely outstanding. Mm. You know, some of the football that City play, you know, is breath- breathtaking and it's way beyond majority of teams, not just even in this country, throughout Europe and even into yeah. into into the world. But uh, the one I'm going to give it to is um, I posted it, I sent you it, didn't I? Yeah. Daria, is it Darion? Uh, Aspria. Yes. It was a mistake by the goalkeeper. Yeah, it was. You know, don't make no mistake on that. But for him to think quickly, like he had, flick the ball up and then hit an absolute peach of an overhead kick and get it uh, exactly right. What a fantastic goal. When, when you look at any goal, there's always a mistake somewhere, you know, when when, when somebody scores a goal, unless yeah. it's, you know, it's a screamer from 30, 30, 30 yards, 25 yards, that type of goal. Mm. Mistake by the goalkeeper, but what a bloody great, great goal. And for him to think as quickly as he did and to get it with so with, with the accuracy he did, uh, that's, that's my magic moment this week. And what a magic moment. And uh, Portland Timbers uh, player, Aspera, had a great season and they are in the playoffs now, uh, vying for a place in the MLS Cup final, as are a number of other teams in the MLS. And I've got to say that whenever Portland Timbers score a goal, I'm not too sure now if it's Portland T- uh, Timber Tim or Timber Jim, because they have changed over, but they get the... Um, 
the, the, the chainsaw and they saw off the log and then they, they present it to the player and they uh, put it up towards the crowd and, and raise money for charity. And the logs that they do cut off, they're all they're all given the blessing by the uh, by the timber army. They're quite characters over there in America. They they've got more culture than what we give them credit for. Oh, what they do when they when they're putting a show on? Yeah. You know, it, it's they put on an extravaganza show, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. You yeah. know, these people said it goes over the top. Mm. But it's a show, and they're putting the show on. Yeah. You know, so when they're doing anything, whatever it is, they want they want they want it to be the best. Mm. You know, and they want people to talk about it. They want people to come and want more. So that's what they do in America. Yeah. You know, it's a different way of life to ours. But like you say, uh, it, it, they they want to get the fans involved. In you know, it's not like here, is it? No. No, we're more reserved. You yeah. Know, don't be doing this and don't be doing that. Managers tell you before you go out. Whereas in in America, they want you to do that. They want to get the crowd in. They want the the fans and the crowd to be part of it. But they're with a bit more reserved here in England. They are, and as I say, it's a good standard of football as well in the in the MLS, and it is hotting up. Uh, so, uh, Seattle Sounders, my American team, finished second in the West, but um, the New England Revolution absolutely stormed it and were the winners of the Supporters' Shield. And it would be nice if Seattle could play them in what used to be the uh, Soccer Bowl final. Um, be a great spectacle. But it um, will. I mean, again, when they put it, when they when they put a spectacle on on a final or I get a final. Yeah. They want to make it into a spectacle, don't they? Yeah, they do. You know, the Yanks they, know how to sell. They'll get the, they'll get the uh, soccer, as they call it, in, in America. They'll get it as big as the American football, yeah. eventually. Yeah, they certainly will. My magic moments, TC. Um, Emil Smith-Rowe, his call-up for England. What a magic moment for the young man. And what a great goal again he scored the weekend as Arsenal ran out 1-0 winners against Watford again. He was originally, but Rashford, um, as I think Rashford's pulled out. Definitely Ward-Prowse has pulled out and they've called up um, Emile Smith-Rowe. But uh, Rashford's been at the Palace, hasn't he? Windsor Castle today, receiving his MBE for feeding yep. kids. Yes, yeah, so uh, I heard you say that on, on, on the radio coming back. I just picked Janet up um, and I heard that he got the uh, MBE for... Um, his line of work for charity with you know the school children and trying to get them the school bills while the schools were off. Mm. But uh, I mean, when any sportsman tries to help, uh, because it does it does have a it does have a I'm saying an impact. It, it has an importance about it that yeah. people will take notes. But whatever it is, with the cricketer, like both of them did for walking from one end of the country to the other, you know. It has that little bit of impact. Yeah, say, not a little bit of an impact. It, it has Massive. a big impact in yeah. a sense because Ian Bolton has raised a lot of money mm. on what Rashford's do, what Rashford did. You know, is make uh, aware that these people here with no money, not getting any dinners because obviously the COVID had, uh, had come in and uh, it had put a block on to, to everything. So, yeah. what I will say to, about Rashford, whether people want to have a go at him, you know, he's going to football a little bit with his football. I thought he looked a little bit sharp as the game went on the other day for Man United. Mm. The game before Atalanta, uh, I thought he started to get a little bit of sharpness back. But what he's done, uh, making it aware for, for, for the poor kids, you know, what's not giving a lunch, 
you know, he wants uh, commending on things like that. Absolutely. Well done, Marcus Rashford. And my other magic moments, uh, I'd like to mention Callum O'Hare, uh, a player of Coventry City, formerly of Aston Villa. And nephew of Ian Clarkson, who used to play right back for Birmingham City. I didn't realise that he was related to Clarkie, but Clarkie messaged me some time ago and says, you do know he's my nephew. I said, what a fine player. <laughs> and far better than you were, Clarkie, I have to say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good player. I like to see Cal play. A typical number 10. He's always involved and he's got good feet, good brain. I like him. He's a, he's a player that if I was at Birmingham CC, I would love to have seen him in the uh, Royal Blue of Birmingham. He's in the sky blue of Coventry. And Matty Gooden's winner. What a strike. I mean, <laughs> 10 men and they come back twice against Bristol City, who haven't got the greatest come of home behind. form. Absolutely. Yeah, behind, yeah, yeah, come from behind twice and with 10 men. And I thought, no way was it a sending off. But, you know, some of these sending offs, yellow cards, etc., etc., these days, I don't know what a sending off is or what an offside decision is. I don't know. I'm so confused. And I think the well, referees the are themselves. How the boy didn't get sent off uh, the other day, the Arsenal game? Absolutely, I couldn't believe it. And the referee didn't didn't give it. And you think to yourself, and and, and then you've got the VAR. Mm. And I still couldn't believe they didn't give it. And then everybody's saying afterwards, when you really see it right, you, you know it definitely should have gone. Yeah. Well, it baffles you how they make these decisions at times, Gabby. It well, really does. Well, we've we've seen um, when Antoine Griezmann got sent off um, when Liverpool played Atletico Madrid, and then there was something very similar. I can't remember the Liverpool player that was involved, but doing something similar in the in the re, the return game, I think he received a yellow card. Now, you know, if the sauce is good for the goose, it's good for the gander. And what you we, know. But you know as well as I do, Gabby. Yeah. Whether whether it's the best decision, there's always different opinions. Yeah. And it's the same we have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. But 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 people have got different opinions. We we which baffles me. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, we we seen Cresswell the weekend for West Ham United. You know, on another day with another referee, I've seen that given as a red card, and and I just look at nothing. Do you know what? I just don't know what a red card is. I've seen VAR decisions of onside and offside, and I've thought, he's, on, he's onside. One. It was the Liverpool one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a West Ham boy, uh, uh, Cresswell, yeah. 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 And, Unbelievable. And, and I look at Van and I go, no, he's got to give that as a goal. And he'll go, no, it's offside. How the hell do you work that out? So, you know, I guess it is what it is. But well done, Coventry. I'd like to mention the young boy at Crystal Palace from Chelsea. I'm a big fan. I posted that up earlier on my timeline. You know, everybody wanted to write uh, Vieira off. What did I tell you? Yep, absolutely. He's a good manager. Everybody wanted to write uh, Arteta off. You know, Arsenal's still got a long way to go. Palace have a long way to go. I'm not talking about these these type of managers going to win the Premier League with those teams because... I mean, we know Arsenal's a massive club. Yep. But they've they've a bit to go to catch up with the three elite clubs at the moment in time. Yep. You know, but uh, Arteta will prove a lot of people wrong. I've I've stuck my neck out by saying he's one of the best managers in the world. A lot of people, even Simon, keeps saying to me, "Are you sure about him?" I'm positive. Not sure. I'm positive. I may be wrong, but I don't think I am. TC, tonight is our 96th podcast, and you've been saying this about Arteta 
all through the podcast that we've been doing. So if people want to say, I tell you, Curran never, no, just go back and listen to TC because he's always maintained that Arteta is a good coach, a good manager, and he will prove people wrong. And I think he is proving people wrong. I like to watch Arsenal play these days. I like to watch Crystal Palace. And I did post up on, on my timeline earlier that for me, Conor Gallagher and Emil Smithrow currently are the best two English midfield players um, that, that I'm watching. I know we all look at football differently. Uh, one of my Facebook friends, Ben Leeds fan, said, well, how about Declan Rice, Gab? Yeah, OK, Declan. I, I've just never got Declan Rice. I I'm know... like you. I, I, you know, I'm not saying he's a bad player. No, I'm, same I'm here. Like same here. Yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. I went down Villa Park the other week and, and watched uh, West Ham pretty much destroy uh, Villa, but they did have a sending off and it did change the game a little bit. But Villa wasn't in it. They really were off the pace. But I looked at West Ham that day and I thought, you know what? You haven't had to really work that hard to cut out a, a good win. And a little bit flattering because as Villa are trying to push you up, they're a bit exposed at the back and then they run out 4-1 winners. But I've watched Declan for a long time now and I just don't get the smoke blowing up his backside brigade because I think he's a good player, but I just don't get him. I don't, I don't get the English, what, what what we see in certain players no. that we think is world-class. Don't get it, don't no. get it. But I'll give it to you. Manchester City won't buy Declan Rice. No, I just don't Barcelona get Barcelona won't buy Declan Rice. No. Real Madrid won't buy Declan Rice. That doesn't mean he's not a good player. I think no. he's a very good player. Absolutely. But I don't think, you know, is what everybody makes him out to be. No, I mean, you know, there's one thing he won't. There's one. There's one. There's one thing about him. I will say this: he works hard and he always gives his lot. Yeah, he does. Yeah. But West no, Ham are playing quite well. Yes. And it's helping him. Yeah, it is. Now, if you put him in a better team, he'll be a better player. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But I'm like you. I just don't get it. Where these make him out to be world class? No, I don't. And and I want to give a little mention for um, Emmy uh, Wendia for Aston Villa been getting quite a bit of, a, of, of abuse. Um, in fact, Gabby Agbonglahor was on Talk Sport and saying that he's an imposter. You know, he was nowhere near the player that, that, that he watched at Norwich. But he's come from Norwich to a big club like Villa. It takes time. And I thought second half, I didn't see the first half, was it a fireworks display? And I come back and I watched second half and he showed moments of absolute brilliance. I watched Buendia and I think the kid is a class act. Now, I've seen him a lot for Norwich. He's a class act. And like with Declan Rice, I've watched him loads of times. I just don't get him, but I do get De- uh, I do can get I, Buendia. Can I, can I, I'm just going to enlighten some things up to, to, to the fans. Yeah. Um, you know, don't mean that I'm, I'm right, but I'm just going to enlighten you to them. Mm-hmm. They'll make up their own mind when I say this type of thing. The boy at Villa, at uh, Norwich, yeah, may be one of their top players. Yeah, He's going to Villa and he's got to fit into that team. Yeah, Right? Now, when I tell you this, whenever I went, I went, hey, give me that ball. Yep. N- not everybody's like me, Gabby. Correct. People do need to fit in. Absolutely. I went from third division to Everton. With all top top players there, yeah, like they couldn't believe my. It's not cockiness, confidence. Correct. Because I'm not, I'm so down to earth. It's untrue. Yeah. The confidence, I believe, we could beat anybody. I'm not daft enough to understand that, you know, when you're taking on the elite, 
But if I if you don't if I don't believe that we can be then we might as well not go out onto the pitch. Absolutely. So him going to Villa, right? A lot of them fail because Novich is one of the main players. He goes to Villa and they've already got main players. They don't they're not gonna want him to come and take over. Listen, regardless of what anybody tells you about football, the mates and the, the they're all fighting for a for a place in that team. Yep. Right? When you hear players afterwards, uh, when they retire, you hear them turn around and say, I mean, that, that, I never did that. I never went in a manager's office and turned around and said, I'm better than Gabby. Ever, ever. I just, uh, I, the only twice I were left out with Everton and, and, and Forrest, and they were after injuries. You know, and I said, well, if you're not going to play, be sell me. Yeah. I mean, you're too good to sell. Well, I'm not going to sit on bench. You know, so what I'm trying to say, it's so difficult for these players when they go to these football clubs. Absolutely. Because they're wanting to keep their own place, these players. Yep. And they will make it hard, right? Now, once that player gets in and he gets a running team and he's doing well, the teams are winning, winning, it's easy. But you know when it's not? They'll make it as difficult for him than anybody else because yeah. they want to get in that team mm. and that's what happens in football but you know what I say to you is I've seen it I've seen it all along I've seen you know I've got on with, I got on with 95% of the teams who I played with always went out with lads always had a laugh with them you know and everybody gets frustrated and you day when he went to the team were frustrated at Everton you know Peter V when he went were frustrated Andy King God rest his soul mm. a great player at Everton you know frustrated we our Kendall when he went in team. I've seen it. Yeah. You know, I've seen it in all these football clubs. You know, so at the end of the day, it's difficult unless you go straight to the team and the team's winning well. We're playing well and winning. When it's not, it becomes so difficult for that new player in that in that football club unless you've got the attitude like I, I had. What didn't when I say don't give a damn, I'm trying to find out the words for it. I'm trying to find out the words for it. I think the word yeah. confident. Yeah. I think the word uh, self-belief. However, you want to wrap it up in whatever paper. That's what that's what you had, and you wasn't you wasn't phased by going to a bigger that's club. Word. That's the word. Yeah. Phase. I weren't phased by anything. I Absolutely. Yeah, so good luck. Good luck to Emmy Buendia. I've always believed in him, and. Uh, Luckily, he's only playing a few miles up the road. It's, I think it's four four train stops, and I can go to Villa Park and watch him ply his trade. A book corner in association with myfootballbooks.com, TC. Andy has uh, sent us over another load of books. Great to talk to Andy. 90 minutes plus extra time uh, last week with part two of Book Corner. I just want to give a quick mention out to When Saturday Comes and World Soccer Magazines because they've got a, a lovely advert here from uh, Pitch Publishing. And some of the titles coming out or are already out. So Jeff Hurst's uh, 80, Oliver Giroux, Face Genius, which focuses on uh, Johan Cruyff's last year at Feyenoord, uh, Ron Greenwood, um, Soul and Glory, which is a, a big favourite of Andy's. And um, another one that I'm going to give a shout out to would be the An End of Innocence, 
which is a story about the 1950s and also the 1971-72 football's greatest season. And I've also done a podcast with the author of that book, Don uh, Dan Abrahams. So uh, well done and keep putting all these uh, advertisements in your magazines, guys, for these wonderful football books that have been written and educating. Also, first book is... Um, one of my picks from myfootballbooks.com, Billy Little, Little at 100, yeah. a family portrait of a Liverpool, Liverpool icon. Yeah, by Peter Kenny Jones. Again, books of players that don't necessarily play for my team, which is Birmingham City. I like to read or have the books of all different players. And Billy Little is a book that I'm going to get because he was an absolute legend, not just of Liverpool, but of Scotland as well. I think fourth in the all-time goal-scoring Hall of Fame at Anfield. That's a special player, isn't it? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, his name's always come up... uh... So when, when once you mentioned him, you know it was a Liverpool legend. So yeah. uh, it's great that people like you, with these podcasts, what what you do, that you uh, fetch these names back in to remind. Yeah. There weren't just Premier League. You know, football didn't just start with Premier League, even though everybody it, it did. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, he was one of Liverpool's top 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 players, or Billy Little. Absolutely. And uh, keep, there's a, there is a real Scottish thread to Book Corner this week because um, the book that uh, Andy has recommended is Football's Braveheart, and it's a story of one of the all-time greats, David Craig Mackay, uh, by Mike Donovan. I mean, what a player Dave Mackay he was, was loved. He? he was loved by nearly every football manager when I was playing. Yeah. Because, you know, you'd be in dressing room, my suggestion rooms, in boot rooms afterwards where, where the manager would be having a drink and they'd be talking about the game and then they'd go on to, you know, what a player Dave Mackay was, you know, Fluffy uh, fetched him from Tottenham and everybody thought, you know, uh, he'd gone. And what a great service it, it was to, to Derby County to help, you know, your Colin Todds and your Roy McFarlane, your David Nishers and all these great players that went on to win a league title uh, mm-hmm. for Derby, you know, uh, without without any question of a doubt. And, um, and won, and won, when he became a manager at Derby County, league title, yeah. you know. And he's another one was was managed Nottingham Forest. Yes, he did in 73, County. yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, Fluffy and uh, yeah. Derby Forest, mm-hmm. Billy Davis, yeah. and, you know. So it's, it's, it's amazing to say they have this, this much animosity, I, won't, I don't want to go down the word Asian, but animosity mm. among themselves. But there's lots of players play for Derby and Forest, and a lot of managers also play, manage Derby and Forest. It's, it's funny, isn't it? It is, and, and the same with Birmingham City and Aston Villa, and I think you could probably look at lots of, in Manchester, I mean, probably not so much in Glasgow there, because there was more a, a divide. Um, yeah. I think that um, Mo Johnson was the first player, Catholic, to play for Rangers, wasn't he? And he was going to come back, sign for Celtic, apparently, and then he signed for Rangers. And um, but, but up there, it is slightly different with those two teams. But I think in lots of areas, you know, players do move across towns and cities because at the end of the day, 
for the player. It's a job. And if you're not going to be paid by one, you've got to pay your mortgage and you've got to feed your kids. So if your local rivals, as the fans see, want your signature, give us a... I'll sign. Players understand the rivalry between the two clubs. Mm. But, you know, a bit bit different for me because I need to have children. But when you've got children, a lot of them don't want to uproot and move off somewhere else. absolutely. You know, they're settled in schools. You know, don't think they don't think they want to go and play there because they know that you know it's going to cause mm. a bit of trouble for the kids and everything else. But yeah. at the end of the day, they're not having to uproot and move 150, 150 uh, miles away uh, or two hundred miles away somewhere else. You know what I mean? Absolutely, so so. They have to make that decision, but it's a job. It's it's just a job like anything else. You know, all players have a favourite team, yeah. and they don't say it. I mean, I would come out with mine. Yeah. A lot of players would never come out with it because you know they might finish up, well, they finish up playing for a team and they support another team, and it it might be somebody who supported Sheffield United play for Sheffield Wednesday. They're not going to say that because it's going to fetch a lot of animosity to that player. So yeah. it's a job, and, play, and players have got to want to play, and you know <laughs> they want they want to play, whether it's for the team will they support or a team what's willing to say, right, we're going to give you a chance. Absolutely. And, and like with Liverpool, Jamie Carragher's a blue. Um, the, 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 Robbie, Fowler, Robbie Fowler was a blue. Yeah, I mean, there's a number of them up there that were blues. There's a lot of them top Liverpool players were Everton fans. Exactly. Yeah. Peter Reid Peter was a Liverpool fan. Yeah. Michael Owen, Everton fan. Yeah. You know, Ian Rush, Everton fan. There's a lot of these, you know, what, what, what Liverpool, what were Everton fans, and it's only come out afterwards to our end of their careers. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is a job, and it's the greatest job that anyone could do. And finally, in book corner, Scotland's Lost Clubs by Jeff Webb. Um, a number of Scottish football clubs have, um, well, don't exist anymore. Um, and then this book is is a tale of the Scottish clubs that were lost over the period of uh, of time, and as the uh, I suppose nothing lasts forever. I think um, I mean I can't think of one off the top of my head a Scottish club because I'm not too enamoured in the Scottish game. But you know you look at a number of football clubs. Going back to the 1800s, that once were. Well, the, recent, but, the recent one is Gretna. Yeah, no, I th- was it was the third Lanark as well. Is that a, that a yeah, team? Yeah, that, that, that was one. Yeah, yeah that, that doesn't now exist. Ex- the recent yeah. one was Gretna, wasn't yeah. it? You know, the, the, that chairman owner, put, well, said he put a lot of money, but put some put, put enough money in because he wanted to take him into the uh, Scottish Premier League. Yeah, and it's finished up folding. And then, of course, in England, we we got Berry. I mean, I know there's the noises that, that the fans are going to bring it back. And we, we had then Wimbledon that, that lost and then have come back as AFC Wimbledon. And we've even had the FC Man United when the Glazers. So there's a number of football clubs that, um, that, that, that aren't there any longer. And uh, that book by Jeff Webb is going to throw a little bit more light on it. And on this day, TC, Sunday the 14th of November in Edinburgh, 1934, David Craig Mackay was born. Oh. What a, like as you said, what a player. What yeah, even, a, I mean, 
He even played yeah. for Swindon, didn't he, in the 71-72 season? Yeah. His last season yeah. went to Swindon and played played Arsenal yeah. in the Cup. I think he was Bawley's first game, to be fair. But you see, the thing the thing about people like Dave McKay, the, the football first, aren't they? It doesn't, yeah. They want to play at the highest level. But yeah. when they play there and they're coming down, they still want to play football. Mm. Chris Waddle was the same, you know, want to play all the time. It didn't make any difference whether it was a Sunday league team or, like Dave McKay, winning everything at uh, Tottenham. When I say everything, uh, I think they won the FA Cup. They won the league title. Uh, I'm sure he was there. 61-62. Yeah, McCoy was a double winner at, uh, at Tottenham, yeah. Right. Uh, then wins the league title at um, Derby County. Yeah, and won a you cup know. in Europe as well with Spurs. So, to, to drop down to Swindon, no disrespect to Swindon, you yeah. know when you play, a, you know, a winning title. And he knew by going down there, it was going to help other young players yeah. and other senior players. Yeah. Give them his knowledge. I think that's the thing what we... That's what the a thing our young lads miss the reserve get, reserve team game. Absolutely, under twenty threes, they're they're no good to anyone. No, no good to anyone. It's funny when you say when we talk about that, you know, we see all these foreign players coming in because they've got experience. We don't get the experience we're playing against these players in the reserves, and I think that's lost that's lost some of our impetus. To, we're young lads not getting through as much as we used to do. Because when you look at it now, the Premier League, there's only about 33-34% of English players yeah. playing in the in the Premier League, which is, it's astonishing when you think about it, isn't it? Absolutely. Or we were supposed to take the football to the world. Yeah, it's, inc- it's incredible. I mean, talking of reserve team football, I remember two podcasts that I've done, one with Brian Little, and then Brian was saying that as a 15-year-old kid, he went and played at Old Trafford, and he felt fit and he could run around. And he come up against Paddy Creland. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I never had a kick. I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe how difficult this game was. And when he met with Paddy, um, whenever he met Paddy in the he always used to say, you give me a right, Jace, in that game. And Pat Howard, he uh, when he first played for... Um, would he be, be uh, Barnsley? I think it was Barnsley. Yeah. Well, Newcastle bought it from Barnsley. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he would have been a 15-year-old kid making his debut for Barnsley. And uh, he was playing against Man United and he was up against David Hurd. And you're thinking, oh, my God. And he, Pat said, oh, when I finish, I almost burst into tears. You know, and you he, know, it's just such a grounding, though, isn't it? I remember, I remember playing against uh, Leeds United as a kid. Yeah. You know, Norman Hunter in pre-season friendlies. Yeah. And then playing for Sheffield Wednesday against Tommy Smith when I was 23. Mm. You know, and these these were characters. Yeah. They, they meant it as well. But afterwards, they would tap you on the back and say, well played. Yeah. And it shows that you got character, that you, you weren't fearful. Because they would turn, I mean... And if you're listening to the free first half on Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via Apple or become a Patreon. Just click on to all the W's dot Patreon dot com forward slash SRB media. You can follow us on Twitter at Current View or on Facebook, The Current View, or join our group. And thank you so much for your support. It is greatly appreciated. 
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.